Welcome to another NY Just Fans podcast with hosts David, Christopher, and Kyle. Um, Charmin is on vacation this weekend, and we will we'll see you next. We'll see you on the next weekend, uh, Charmin. So we so I had to make sure we put you out there real quick. Um, a lot of football news today. Before we get into our Jets, and of course our new GM Joe Douglas. Um, we're going to start off by the Houston Texans. They have fired a GM, uh, Brian Gaines. Um, he only been there for 17 months, uh, if I, I recall. Um, but it's, it's funny how they, they laugh at, they you know, these people laughed at the Jets and it's a circus, but, but they do the same thing. If not, I really didn't hear no commotions or nothing, but um, – how do y'all how do y'all feel about the Houston Texans uh GM getting fired? Uh you know what? I, like you said, I think it's the same situation with the Jets. Um I don't think he was getting along with the, with uh O'Brien maybe. And um, mm-hmm. to me, I you know what? I look at the Texans too the last 5 years or so, maybe even longer. Well, actually ever since O'Brien's been there, there's been so many there's been high expectations for that team, but they've always just been a little short every year you know either they don't make the playoffs or if they make the playoffs they get knocked out early you know every year they come in with high expectations oh this is the year they're going to break out this is it you know Deshaun Watson gets hurt one year and when he's healthy they don't play as good so there's always something missing there Uh, you know I don't know if it's the GM not getting the right parts for the team or whatever but you know what I guess this is the move that was coming that had to happen I should say yeah, I, I, I'm like I, said, I don't think that um, to me it's, it's it's a big deal. You know, like I said GMs they they come and they go, and obviously someone felt that you know he wasn't the right fit. Yeah, but like I said I agree in terms of like the team production. They just seem you know can't get over that hump. You know, they kind of they kind of remind me of um, how the Bengals used to be back in the days. So you hear they had these teams where. You know, it, they they look like they were going somewhere, and then as soon as they get to the playoff, they just turn into a totally different team and yep. just couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know what this means? If if the GM goes, that means O'Brien's going to be next. If, if they don't produce this year, uh, you know what? He, he might be next. As much as I like the guy and I think he's a good coach, he's probably going to be next because who else is he going to blame? You know what I mean? If the GM goes, and if the GM comes in, he's going to want to hire his own guy. So right. You know, yeah. So we'll see what also, I think this is one of the situations. You know, this like you said, Chris. It's a situation with the Jets situation. Bill O'Brien wanted to hire his guy. I think him and uh, Mr. Brian Gang never got along, and, and you could tell due due to poor so uh, poor draft. They the Texans had one of the worst drafts <laughs> out of uh, the 2019 draft, which was obvious because a lot of those teams, you know, a lot of the NFL teams won won this year's drafts, which was rare. Um, I feel like uh, Bill O'Brien brings his guy in, which is uh, Nick Cas <clears throat> Nick Casario, Nick um uh, from the Patriots. Uh, it could, it maybe could work out because he has been with the Patriots organization for years and years since 2001, which is a lot of years. Um, so it probably could work out if he gets this guy. But uh, also, they had interviewed Ray Farmer, which was a Browns GM. Um, I don't. Uh, uh, if if hopefully whichever GM, basically I think in my opinion it's a lot of good GMs out there. You still got the guy from Seattle. You still got Champ Kelly, and you got some other guys. So I don't think it's a big I don't think it's a big bust. But you know, like I said again, you know it's funny how the Jets get the the circus of the town, but then we get we get a a GM that's that's a that's a championship, and they like oh oh. I didn't expect them to do that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the Texans do it. Then we really don't hear much about it. So it's just stupid. It's stupid to me, but it is what it is. Exactly. <laughs> so as we move along, um, Redskins uh, left tackle Trent Williams. Uh, he, he demanded he demanded uh, basically a new contract or he wants to get released or traded. Uh, how, how should we feel about that? Okay, Kyle. Um... Honestly, uh, I guess the, depending on what he's he's asking for, yeah, so that might be a good thing. Um, I don't know how you, know, you guys feel about um, Beecham. You know, 
he's he's you know had his history of being banged up or whatever. So correct. You know True. if the price is right, I wouldn't say you know put it out of the question. You know just to figure, you know get a couple of filler offers and see what what they would be willing to give up for him. You know, and I think what Beecham's counting against like almost ten million against the cap. So right. whatever contract we give him, you know, if you know in a trade situation, um, would probably be around that, you know, I would say eight to eight to twelve million a year anyway. So, you know, it w- I wouldn't say it would be worth a shot. Well, you know what? Yeah, he does have one more year left, Trent Williams, on his contract at twelve oh, okay. and a half. next for what? Yeah, he's got one more year, and then he becomes a free agent. So, I mean. He's probably looking for an extension. I guess that's what he's, you know, he, he wants traded. You know, he wants to be traded because that's the only thing I can think of, you know. Um, the Redskins look like they, they do have a decent team. They they did draft um, Haskins. So, you know, they're on the up. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know his story, like why he wants to be traded. Maybe I, the only thing I can see is he probably wants an extension because he's 31 now. Um, mm-hmm. And he's only got one more year, one more uh, year left on his contract. So, Correct. so I could see him wanting an extension. Um, right. But he has been hurt in the past, so that's the other problem you got to worry about. Um, and, and he's been that's... suspended too. Yeah, uh, okay. twenty sixteen, he was suspended four games. Yeah. Um, for my for my for my thing, you know, Trent, Trent Williams, uh, fifth round guy, uh, seven time Pro Bowler, never never was. Uh, all team, you know, but you know, he's a seven time pro bowler and he was the highest paying uh tackle back in 2015. So I don't know what kind of contract you expecting when you know, even though you, you're 31 years old, we don't, we don't, and you coming back and he's coming back from a head injury. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what kind of contract is he really looking for, <laughs> for one. Um, and if it is, it's, it can't be a long one. It's got to maybe be like a one, two-year extension due to his age. Um, however, he hasn't played the full season since 2013, right? which is a, also is a concern. And he missed 13 games in the past three seasons due to uh, injuries. So they had went out and got a uh, third-round pick, uh, Jerron Christian, um, but he got, but he struggled uh, last year as a rookie, and he's recovering from surgery on his uh, MCL right knee. So they, so they, they option right now was Eric Flowers from the Giants. Who wants to deal with that? <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, that, that, that guy shouldn't even be on the roster. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't believe he's still right. I can't believe he's still on the roster after this day. I, oh my you know goodness! What? I would tell his agent if I'm the Redskins, you know, and if I still want him, I would say, listen. Play this year, play out this, play out this next year. If you're, you know, if you just prove it to us, you can stay healthy for a year finally. And if you do, we'll we'll definitely talk a multi-year deal after this is done. But you got to prove that you can play a full season. You haven't done it, like you said, since 2013. And you know, you got the suspension back in 2016. He missed all. He missed uh, a lot of games in in 17 because of the injury. So sure. you know what? I, I don't know, man. That that's what I would tell him. You know, forget about a trade because we're not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to get much for him in a trade anyway, right now. Exactly. So if he, two things could happen. If I would tell him, say, listen, play out this year, play a full season. You know, play as good as you can. Maybe you can get back to your your old self. And if you do, number one, you'll you either get a get a multi year deal from us, or we can trade you to a team that'll give you a multi year deal. Yeah. So it's one of the other. Yeah, exactly. This is it's tough. Yeah, no, it is, but <laughs> is, I don't know what cause, else. Because if you're gonna have Eric Flowers move on from from guard to uh, left tackle, then oh uh, my goodness, y'all need think, some real help. I don't, I don't think anyone will let Eric Flowers play tackle ever again in life. <laughs> because... <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, as we move along, uh, Duke Duke Johnson from the Browns uh, asked to be traded. And Baker Mayfield called them out. This is basically saying, saying, you know, this is his business and it's self-inflicted. Um, does does Duke Johnson has the right to feel how he feels and uh, and how and how we should feel about Baker Mayfield's uh, what what he, what Baker Mayfield has said about Duke Johnson? Uh, you know what? I, I don't really look at I, I what Baker Mayfield is saying. I think is right. I don't think he should be saying it 
uh, to the media the way he is. But the way I look at it with, with, with Duke Johnson real fast is he's not a starting running back. At least he hasn't shown enough to be a starting running back, right? He's the third. Sure. Basically, he's the third down back in Cleveland now behind uh, Chubb because Correct. you got Hunt who's going to be out the first eight games anyway. So Duke Johnson's going to have at least half the season to go out there and prove what he's worth. You know what I mean? So he should just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to ball out for my eight games that I can. And then when Hunt comes back, if he does, you never know. He might get hurt at some point. Chubb might get hurt. You know what? You're the backup right now. So just – Go out there and play. I mean, who's going to trade for you anyway? A team that's going to trade for you is going to make you the backup anyway because you're not a starter. So I, mm. I don't, you know, just, you know what? Play the season out. See how it goes. I don't know. That That's just my yeah. thought. I, I said, for me, I, I, I can, um, I guess, see why he would at least want the opportunity, you know, because, um, you know, running backs, um, shelf life in the NFL is pretty, you know, pretty short. You know, unless you're one of those elite superstars, True. and um, mm-hmm. you know, from just from looking at his numbers, though, you know, for the past you know four years that he has played, you know, he's averaging uh, four yards a carry and nine yards a catch. So right. even though it's in you know backup you know situations, those are still pretty decent numbers. You know, pretty much kind of like how um, Powell is for us. You know. He he has similar numbers, but yeah. And he's signed. He's got a a contract. He's got two more years left on his contract, so it's not like. And he's not getting paid chump change. After this year, he's getting three point six and then four point six. So it's not like he's getting chump change for a backup. I mean, he's getting decent money for a backup running back. I think so. I I I don't know. I think um, I I think he's kind. I I definitely think he's wrong for asking. I mean. To be asking for a trade is one thing, you know, but you, you should be out there playing. And you know what? You're the main backup at this point. I, you know, you can't really count on on Kareem Hunt at, at this point because he's going to be out the first eight games because of the suspension. So, mm. and you don't know what he's going to do when he comes back, you know. And if Johnson can go out there and play great as the backup and maybe even get some extra stat, snaps in case Chubb gets hurt or whatever. You know what? Maybe when Hunt comes back, they'll find a way to keep Johnson on the field and keep him in, you know, a heavy rotation with the running back. Let's see. This is my this is my problem. Um, I could I could deal I could deal with Duke Johnson and why he asked. John Dorsey was trying to trade him for the last month, mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen. So you know, so basically, you tried to trade me last month, and now you're gonna sit there and think it's gonna be all flowers and candy. No, you might as well just make, let let it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you just but but you know, Dorsey, no, he's not gonna get he's not gonna get nothing. You probably get a six round, maybe a seven. Right. So, so at, at this point. <laughs> Right, because <laughs> right, at this point, um, you you gonna have to release him, but I don't I don't see it happening. Uh, I know Freddie Kitchens had him playing with third team, with the third team, not even the second team right now. Mm-hmm. So you could, so you know, so you know, it's kind of they kind of on the bad status. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think with Baker Mayfield, it's all about his ego, and he has to stop that. Yes, you know, and this is what we talk talk about mature, you know, maturity and and growing up in the NFL. Because the media definitely will take that, and they will they will bring it to a whole nother level, you know. So okay. um, Baker Mayfield has some growing, still has growing up to do, and this is and they are and they already dealing with you know media things because they supposed to be um, basically like an approved team, a playoff team, a team that's supposed to win a division. From you know what a lot of people are saying this season. Oh yeah, they got high expectations so, for sure in Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they they do this year. So Absolutely. you know, um, I think they, I think you know, with this this scenario, I don't think it's a big deal. But but I can understand with Duke Johnson, basically Duke Johnson, um, for an article with what I read, he says it's all about loyalty. And I feel, and you know, maybe Baker Mayfield, maybe Kitchens, and maybe you know, Dorsey was trying to get trying to get some kind of steal for him. But why 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 trade him when you know you're not going to have Kareem like um Kareem Hunt? For eight games, and what if Kareem Hunt does come back to be the guy that he was in Kansas City before all of this has happened? Because mm-hmm. I'm, because I'm thinking that he has worked out or whatever like that. 
Um, so I don't know. If if it works out, then okay. Then I can understand why you would want to do that to do Johnson. But at the same time, try to get something before y'all cut him. Right. Try to get something. Because if y'all don't get nothing, then what? Then what? You're basically, you just <laughs> lost a, a, you know, like a like like a Kyle just said, a Bilal Powell. You know, mm-hmm. but a younger Bilal Powell. Right, he's only 25, <laughs> right. I think. Right? Yeah, he's 25. Twenty-five, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very young. Twenty-five. Um, so, yeah. So you know, as we move along, uh, let's talk about uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, his, his extension: four years, one hundred twenty-eight million, sixty-six guaranteed. Um, I think altogether it was supposed to have been one hundred and eight guaranteed. Was that the right thing for the Eagles to do um, at this at this scenario? And what does that mean for Dak Prescott <laughs> in his contract with the uh, Dallas Cowboys? Okay, Kyle. Um, definitely, um, definitely the right move. Um, when you have a, a a quarterback of of his caliber, you know you 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 gotta just you know put your chips on the table for him. He's um he's played well for them, so you know you said he's young, so definitely um definitely the right move by um the Eagles. Um, as far as um with Dak, um. He should he should be you know smiling ear to ear right now because um, one of the things that Dak has you know he's he's been, he's had um you know clinched divisions you know with the with the with the Cowboys so um as I said his his numbers in terms of uh, what he should be earning it should be somewhere at least close to 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 what Carson's getting if not a little bit more. I agree. Um, I, you know, and I and I look at the numbers from Carson Wentz. I think what I think what the problem is to me um, is is his injury. Um, he hasn't played the full season. He hasn't played the full season yet. Um, I'm not going to put the re- rookie season on there, but you know that injury. You know, injury plays a big part into this. And you know, but he's still young. That's the only thing I'm gonna have positive to say. He's still young. But I would like to see him play in the playoffs. You know, you right. have you to prove that you have, stay healthy. That's that's the big thing right now. Yeah, it's a big thing right now. Uh, you know, and yes, once you 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 got a sixty four percent completion completion uh, pass percentage. Um, you got seventy touchdowns, twenty eight interceptions. You got four comebacks and four game winning drives. But you got that Prescott that that I think to earn a little bit more. Than, than you because that Prescott played all three seasons with a 32 and 16 record, 66% completion percentage, 67 touchdowns, 25 interceptions, three playoff games, eight comebacks and 14 game winning drives. That is what you call a hell of a quarterback. Maybe not, maybe top 10 in our, in, in our opinion, but, but that, that has done it all. And, and they both has been drafted the same year. So, I, I'm thinking if I'm Dak, I'm like, listen, I'm like, listen, uh, Mr. Jones, did you see what Carson just got? And 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 he and, and he hasn't played the full season. And did you see what I, the numbers that I that I done and see what happened? See what I'm saying? I'm sold with what, what I have done. And you know, <laughs> like, it, I'm expecting a little bit more. Maybe maybe not the number one. You know, maybe not more than Russell and you know these other guys. But I'm expecting more than Carson. Yeah, I you know it's a big. I mean, when, to me, when you put them side by side, I think Wentz is probably the better, without a doubt, the better all around quarterback. You know, but like you said, the health is going to come into play now because, you know, you got Wentz has been you know a hundred percent in camp now. He's, he doesn't have the knee brace on, so his knee must be must be fine. They said his back is fine, so we'll see. This is a big year for him. I mean, he's got the money now, but now he's got to prove that that contract right. is you know. Is up to right. respect, and I, I, I don't blame. I, w- I wouldn't blame Prescott for asking just as much as him because, like you said, he's been healthy. You know, I just haven't seen Prescott take that next step. You know, um, he's a to me, he's a good quarterback, but is he an elite quarterback? I don't, th- I, I don't personally think he is because when, uh, when Elliott's out, he's a totally different guy. You know, because, oh, of course, so, you know, but he still not, haven't had the. To me, to me, he hasn't had the wide, um, the wide receivers like that, you know, well, until we'll last now. season. Yeah. I, I mean, he had, he had he had Des Bryant, but yeah, no, he, he, he haven't he ain't had no no uh he hadn't had no Cooper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if that's if that's the case. You know, I don't know if that's really holding him back. I just don't see enough in him to be an elite quarterback. But 
I, I don't blame him for asking for the money because now a starting quarterback, like we, we've said it before, starting quarterbacks are – it's very it's a very thin position in the league, you know, good to elite starting quarterbacks in this league. So, and he's at least good, you know, and he might not be top five, but he's probably – yeah, that's why. I, 10. He's probably just outside. Yeah, that's the why 10. I didn't give him a top to a yeah. top uh, top five, but also uh, with Carson Wentz, when when healthy, when before, oh, oh my goodness, gonna, before he, before before uh, Nick Foles took over that Super Bowl, that man put up hella numbers. He was on his way. I'm not to gonna MVP lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at least when second, healthy, you know. Carson Wentz. I think when when healthy, Carson Wentz could be, you know, it should be a better quarterback than that that Prescott. And so I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, I was going to say um, my argument would, would be if I was that, would be like um, just look at because like the top 10 um, paid quarterbacks right now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Correct. he should be getting paid more than Garoppolo. He should be getting paid more than Stafford. And he should be getting paid more than Carr. And those guys are between 25 and $28 million a year. Right. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I said that's why I said what I said. If if you played the whole three seasons <laughs> and and you and you didn't have not one losing season yet, you got Ezekiel Elliott, and now that you got Cooper and you got a couple of pieces that could probably build build around the championship team this season, you know, like you you gotta you gotta make your case. And now is the time because if you let this, if you let 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 basically Jerry Jones wait until this season. Um, until the season, and y'all don't do which, and y'all don't exceed um, the expectations. They, they, Jerry Jones could try, could try to drop your number down, could drop that number down. Hey, you know what? And with quarterbacks now, the money is just the price is just going to go up every year. You know, right. as, so mm. if you sign them now, it's better to sign them now because next year is going to be even more because you know what? Someone else is going to get signed for even more money than Wentz got signed. So then that's right, mm. you know, it's so right now, if I'm the Cowboys and if I believe in Dak Prescott, which they should because they got nothing else, you know, they got no other quarterback to believe in. So if he's your guy, then you know what? They should sign him because it's just mm. going to be more money next year. It's not getting cheaper to sign a quarterback. You know, it's yeah, I agree. So you got to do it now. If, I, if I'm the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, sit him down and work it out now because it's just going to be more money next year. Right, exactly. Um, so as we move along, uh, I forgot to talk about this, uh, but I think this happened this week. Uh, Joe Staley of the uh, 49ers signed the two-year extension with the 49ers, so he gets to finish his career with the 49ers. Uh, is that was was that the right move for the 49ers? Yeah, I would say so. You know, just add stability to that offensive line. You know, he's he's really good, and uh, especially with a young quarterback, I think that's important. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought that was a good move. Yeah, I yeah, no. yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, it's hard. It was one thing that that's hard these days is you know for a player to actually stay with one team for their whole career. It's not it's not easy because you know it's always a money thing. You know, it's all it's either money or it's a championship. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, I think uh, I think I think it was a good move for the Forty ers at this at this point with uh, Mr. Staley. It wasn't about uh, it wasn't about the, it was about the money, but at the same time, it was about uh, just staying, just staying as as his career. And I hope those last you know two three years work out for him. Right. Yep. And so as we move along, uh, our, our very own uh, Curse has uh, signed with the Lions. Uh, was that a good move for the Lions? And and how could he? If if so, how can how will he be able to? Uh, basically um help help out Stafford. Uh, you know what Curse, I mean it looked like he gave up last year on on the team uh for whatever reason. Uh I I I hate to see that. So um but you know what when he's when he's playing hundred percent he's you know he's a decent wide receiver. He's not great. He's not horrible. He's got decent hands. Um you know doesn't have great speed but um you know I'm sure he could help out with Detroit, because Detroit lost um, what's his name uh, with a trade last year. No, Golden Tate. Yeah, they lost Golden Tate, but they did get uh, the other guy. Um, who did they sign? Um, Amendola. Amendola. So, you know, I, I'm sure he'll help out over there. Yeah, I, I, it's not a bad move. 
Yeah, I, I think he's going to be uh, an asset to them. Um, as I said, they got a they got a good um, as I said quarterback in, in Stafford to to get him the ball. Um, I honestly thought that um, as I said the Jets should have resigned him because that's I I think that he was more of a um, a product of a bad coordinator last year. And as I remember reports saying that, uh, you know, he went to um, Bates, you know, to discuss his role and stuff. And I think it was him and um, uh, Inouye also, you know, went to talk to him and pretty much Bates kind of shut them down and said, no, this is like, this is my vision for you in, in the offense. And then that was it. So that might've had a, an effect on his attitude in playing, which, you know, probably isn't the best for either side, you know, because as a professional, you still should go out there, you know, and do your job at 100%. But um, I can understand his um, lack of interest if that was the case. Yeah, um, I think I think it's a, a good move um, with the with the Lions not really having much. Uh, they they do got the, a good tight end, which I think is could be a number one option, which is a uh, Hawkinson. Um, I think I think with uh with Curse, I think Curse and uh could be like a, a third option maybe. Um, with him and Abandola there, they they could probably help you know help out uh Stafford a little a little bit because they some they veteran guys and they and they have played with with winners you know Abandola played with Brady you got a uh, curse that played with Russell Wilson, um so I think I think I think it could I think it could help out because that you know it could relieve a little bit of stress off of Stafford. Stafford had Golden Tate mm-hmm. and Golden Tate got traded and I don't I still don't know why the how the hell Golden Tate got that contract with the New York Giants. <laughs> um but <Real. laughs> yeah, so I don't so uh, but other than that, um I think it's a good move. Um I you would they still be good? Um I I I don't know. I don't know because the coaches, you know, trying to build that that Bill Belichick of the NFC, which doesn't make no damn sense. But we'll but we'll see. But we'll see what happens. But I think it was a, a solid a solid move. Not 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 good. Not bad. Just 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 solid average. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he can take. He he'll fill in for the role of of Tate being absent because remember they still have the the, the two young receivers. Well, Marvin Jones Jr. He's not that young. I think he's like 29, but you know he's serviceable. And then the young kid, um, um, Galladay, who played well last. Oh, year. I forgot about him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's going. So I but think he's it's, I think it's going to be good. His line there. <laughs> it all. It all depends on how. Uh, it all depends on how the. I'm gonna say it all depends on on what well, basically what preseason is and what you know what Stafford basically is could find chemistry wise because I think they all going to get a chance at this point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, as we move along, speaking of preseason, let's talk about uh Goodell and uh his because we talked about last week about less preseason games and more you know games and everything else. Um. Basically, it will be basically we know now is four preseason games, sixteen regular season games, and six playoff teams. Basically, what what will be in play if the if the if they reach an agreement before the twenty twenty. Um, before the 2020 lockout, it would be two preseason games, 18 regular season games, mm. seven playoff teams per conference, but only one top seed in each conference will get a bye week. How how would that how mm. <laughs> how should we feel about that if if it happens and 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 what should and basically what <laughs> what should we expect from that? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I have to say, I don't I, – I, I mean, I don't know if this is going to go go over with the players. You know, I don't know if they're going to be okay with that because unless they get more money somehow, and I'm sure they're going to get more money because they're going to get two more game checks, obviously. But I, I don't know. You know, um, you can look at it in different ways. I definitely agree with less preseason games, and I'm sure the players and the teams would love the – you know, the coaches and everything else, they would love to have two less preseason games because so many things happen, you know, with injuries and everything else in four preseason games. And they've said that they don't need four preseason games, you know, to get ready for the, the season. Um, 
you know, because you know what, most of the positions are locked up and the players are locked up, basically. You know, there's only a few guys that are really fighting for positions on the team uh, entering the preseason games anyway for each team. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not really for that. It's just to get, you know, just get going a little bit, practice a little bit, a couple of games. But um, I think the two extra games might might be tough on the players, man. 16 games is tough for a football player now. You know, you see, we see so many injuries and you see how these guys are barely making it to the to the end of a 16-game season. And now you can add two more and then the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I You know what? One thing before, before I give it to Kyle. I heard on um, Pro Football Talk, uh, Phil Sims was being interviewed by his son and um, the other host. And uh, he had, he said something. It, it kind of makes sense, but I think it's more for practice. But he said, he goes, the more you get hit, the less you get injured. So, but I think he meant more for the practice because, you know, they've cut practice down so much. There's no more two days and all that. So, but I think that's where he was going in that direction. But he said, he goes, hey, he goes, as long as the players are getting two extra paychecks, he goes, they should be okay with it. But I, I still think they're going to ask for more than just that. There's got to be more than just two extra paychecks in, in, involved in this deal that they're gaining. You know what I mean? For the players to mm – -hmm. that, that's yeah. what I think. I mean, I think they're going to ask for a little bit more. I don't know what, but it's got to be a little bit more. Yeah, I would say uh, one thing I would say that um, would definitely need to come into play, I think we touched on it last week, was um, the, the additional bye week. If they're going to do that many games, all right, maybe, yeah. You know, so just to, you know, to just to give them that extra rest. Um, as far as their scheduling with the two preseason games, though, I I think that um, honestly, that should be three because you want your first game to kind of you know you get a feel for the live action against another team is cool. The second game can be you know the fine-tuning game with your first unit or whatever, and then that last game is a feeler to say, okay, well, who's going to be the, 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 the final guys that can, you know, break the roster if if they can, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then, yeah. Um, no, nah, go right ahead, Kyle. No, I was just saying that that's, that's to me, I would think that's a more um, a feasible, uh, at least preseason schedule because, you know, you you never know some of these guys like a you know what I'm saying like a um Robbie Anderson who showed improved during the preseason and you know is look where it's gotten him. So to cut down on those opportunities, you know, you might miss out on a um gem in a rough. Mm. Possibly. Yeah, um to, if it's two preseason games to the first game, they're gonna have to play like a whole quarter because you know, usually it's the second the second game, they let them play a whole half, and I think the third game, they let them play one quarter, one one drive, whatever like that. I think the first quarter, I think the first game is the same thing, like one quarter, you know, for them to get a feel of the game. Um, the third game I, is the one that they play the longest, I think. Uh, the third right, game, the third the longest. Yeah, it was, it, it was one of them, but – but I don't. But I don't think you know. If it's two preseason games, then how are we supposed to like? Basically, how are they supposed to? Um, if they play a whole, say if they play a whole half the second preseason game, how are they supposed to basically know from from a whole half? And you still got a second team, and you got a third team. How are you supposed to know who's going to stay and who's going to go? Because the third team is really not going to be able to play like that. All right. You got to remember, most of the spots though, I think, are pretty much. You yeah, know, it's going to be set in stone. I think before those preseason games, most of the spots are are pretty much set in stone. You know, it's... but you know, players mess up, mess up. Oh you yeah, know? yeah, no. I mean, with injuries they, and they stuff mess, like that, they mess up, and then they see somebody. You know, yeah. then then we see somebody be like, "Oh, this guy, this guy right here should stay because of what he what he has done." You know, and then they get, and then the coaches they get a little bit more in intact with the film. Mm -hmm. You know. Especially that last preseason game, um, but they should they they should really think about an additional buy. But I don't know how to feel about the playoffs with one team only getting a buy. Yeah, you know? I don't like that either. Yeah, you know, I mean, you because... you wouldn't need a division. I mean, come on, you got to at least the top two should be the top two division winners should at least get the buy. Right. My, you know, maybe give them all all four the division winners the buy, and then give um. I don't know why you can't do that either. You still can't do it. You uh, should. Uh, it's, it's not. That's. It's not going to be an easy scenario. That's no. going to be tough because for all of that, 
all that, that means Brady and them will get will get a bye week every year. Yeah. You know? And, and then everybody else will just be playing just to play. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one extra. Just one. The one extra yeah, playoff the, team. I can understand the with the, with the sub. A lot, man. Those playoff teams, that, that helps out a lot. Yeah. You'd be surprised, yeah, they'd be well, well rested. Sure, <laughs> the one week, man, it, it helps out a lot at the end of the season. So yes, it does. So I don't know if the players yeah. would be okay with that, but we'll see. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So, so now, so now, let's move on to our Jets. The Jets Friday night has hired Joe Douglas of uh, the Eagles. Um, but basically, from what Shafter was saying, uh, Joe Douglas basically was turning them down. No, 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 uh, but. To, you know, Christopher Johnson, I guess Gates wouldn't give up on him. Um, I think money was the issue. Uh, it was four. I think it was, the deal was four years, one point nine per year, but uh, it ended up being six years, three point three million per year. Um, was that was that a, a good move on Christopher Johnson and um, and Gates for for not giving up on him and giving him what he wants? I would say, I would say, um. At this juncture, um, you would have to say it is um, only, I guess, just sort of on the premise of, you know, this guy's reputation, you know, um, being, you know, from the pedigree that he's come from, you know, being under, um, you know, Ozzie Newsom and stuff like that. You know, he he has a he has a resume that says that he, you know, can earn the money and to to add to that. Which are you know the pieces that you're putting together with the team that you have now in place. You know you have certain um, cornerstone players that you know you're looking to, to to build off of. You know you you go out there and spend money to get you know Bell, and you go out there and spend money to get um, you know Mosley, and you know you draft these high players that you know um, that like I said that can be cornerstone players. So where the the GM's now job is, you know, is to get those role players, you know, to come in right. and, and to fill in and do, you know, the job that's put ahead of them and that that second tier of um, players so that if someone does go down and get hurt, you're going to have someone that can step in and at least maybe pick up um, 75% of the slack that, you know, your starter, you know, left off with, you know, and that's what you know, mm. GMs do. It's true. Hey, the way I look at it with Joe Douglas, he was the guy that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. Um, he was probably the top candidate, you know, and even Connor Rogers said it. He was definitely the favorite. And um, to me, he to me he checks off just about every box we got when we were looking for a GM. Um, he's got the experience. He's got the experience working under two great GMs, uh, two of the best in the past 20 years, Ozzie Newsom with the Ravens, and he won two Super Bowls there while he was there. Um, Howie Roseman from uh, Philadelphia, and they won the Super Bowl there while he was there. So he checks those boxes off. Um, the other big box he checked off is that he gets along good with Gates. He's got a working relationship with him from working at the Bears when he was there together. So to me, all that checks out perfect. So I'm very happy about it. The one thing I'm I'm curious about, and I was reading up a little bit, or you guys would know this too, um, uh, especially with Philadelphia the last few years where he was there, they build their teams. They put a lot of stock in the defensive line and offensive line. Uh, And that's most teams do that anyway, but Philadelphia really stresses that. A lot of players on the offensive line and defensive line, and they don't stress too much on the linebacker position and the running back position. And that's the two spots that, we just spent huge money on, right, with Mosley and with Bell this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does. He's not going to do anything this year with them. I, I, I highly doubt it. But in another year or so, possibly I could see him trying to move Bell or even Mosley, especially more Bell, I think, it would be easier to, to move, But um, especially if he has a good year this year. Um, but I, I just found that very interesting because that was, you know, one thing that, the, the two spots that he doesn't really um, uh, specialize, not specialize in, but, you know, he doesn't really put that much importance on the football field, the linebacker and the run, and running back. Because running back, 
uh, the Eagles just drafted one of their one of the guys this year pretty high in the second round, um, the kid from Penn State, and mm. they didn't draft a guy that high from the running back position. Uh, you have to go back ten years ago when they drafted McCoy in the in the first round, I think, in two thousand nine. Correct. So that's a big thing. And linebacker, the Eagles have never had great linebackers, um, so they've had you know solid linebackers, but not in great. Um, so that's going to be something to, to keep an eye on in the next year or two with with Douglas. You know, I mean, I love it. I love this hire. I got no problems with it at all. I just found that one thing pretty interesting about it. That's a great point, Chris. And um, you know, with me, I I just think that uh, you know, I think from 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 a Jets from a Jets fans um standpoint, I think they was more into the Jets failing that they they wanted to see them, they wanted to see them not get the deal done, so 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 they could say, oh look, I told you so, you know. And um, I I think is I think it's ridiculous. Uh, I think we we should have stayed positive on this one. Mm-hmm. Rumors is rumors until basically until the news is out there. You know, and yeah, and, and and you know, it's true that yeah, he wanted more money, but how how can you not how can you not give give somebody that's a that's a, that learned from you know two of the best two of the best GMs in the organization and basically you know is a championship championship caliber and and knows and knows his stuff. You know, he hasn't he hasn't been a GM yet, so we don't know what kind of what kind of GM you know he's. He is, but I think we have a, a feeling that he wants to, you know, that he's going to try to build a championship team the, the right way, you know. Um, but that is a concern about about Bell and Mosley. But I don't. But I think they'll. I think they'll. I think they safe for now. I, yeah. I would say at least. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going anywhere now. I mean, they just signed. I mean, it'd be a. It would be crazy to trade him now, but it, it's it's interesting. I thought from that from that point that uh, that you know. Philadelphia normally built from the inside line, but that's most, that's with most teams anyway. I'm not just saying Philadelphia, but uh, I just noticed that with Philadelphia that, um, that they do build through the lines and the linebacker position and the running back position is not exactly the most important positions that they worry about, you know? So it'd be, it's just interesting. Trust me, it's probably nothing, but I'm just, I just brought it up because I just thought it was curious. That's all. Right. And, and, and last but not least, um, it, it, and, and nobody, and nobody has ever recognized or talk about this, but that that must mean Christopher just Christopher Johnson might might be able to play a bigger part in that in that owner in that ownership role when Woody Johnson comes back in order to put a six year deal out there. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would say that 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 six year deal is definitely um uh something big, but I would say. Part of that is I would think that kind of like how we had the situation now with um I mean last year with um you know with the coach and um the GM eventually going I think mm-hmm. with um with Douglas being I said the caliber person that he is you you might want him to carry over a little bit because if things go south you know I say within the next couple of years I would believe that. Um, Gates would probably be the one to go before Douglas, and then oh, Douglas, Douglas could possibly, yeah. you know, bring in a coach that he felt, you know, was is someone to his exact like. Not to say that he doesn't get along with Gates, because obviously that was you know the story. But um, going into this, but he might have you know an idea of a coach that he wants to go with. So that kind of gives him the opportunity. And say okay, well, think go right. Let me get my guy in here or someone that I feel I can work better with, and you know, serve out the rest of his contract. Mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely like Gates would definitely be the first one to go if they go if they go south because I mean Douglas just got here and this team was already built more or less before he even got here, so this is more on Gates than anybody else. If they do, sure. you know, I think they'd have to be really horrible them to get rid of them after one year um but even in another year or two they'd have to show no improvement over the next couple of years um which hopefully we'll see you know and uh but then you know douglas is going to bring in his guy and then he'll be on the hook you know all right all right but hopefully in the future if everything goes south even after gaze goes 
and Douglas brings his guy in, and if that goes south, let's say, you know, we're going really bad. But if that goes bad, then hopefully the Jets will learn this time to get rid of everybody at the same time. You know what I mean? And start over from scratch, get your GM first, get him to hire somebody. You know what I mean? Don't do it backwards like we've been doing the last few years where the, the coach is hired first, then the GM, or, mm. you know, like what they've been doing. It's not good. So let's hope this right. stabilizes everything. Yeah. I think um I think I just think when Woody Johnson comes back in a year or two and, and we look more more improved, I think I think, you know, I think Christopher Johnson will will have more more you know, more of a of a power when Woody Johnson come in as as you know, as the owner. You know, 'cause who 'cause who knows? Woody Johnson might come back next year, two years and be like, Oh, oh, I see I see you you done you did the right thing, brother. Who knows? You might give him the rings. Yeah, no, that's a big thing. Yeah. And I, I think he wants to stay here. I, I think he wants to be more involved, Christopher Johnson. Right. Than you yeah. know, than what he's been. So I, I think that definitely had a lot to do with the contract and I'm sure Douglas was bringing that up, you know, oh, what happens when Woody comes? Uh, who am I gonna have to talk you know, who am I gonna have to go to? Blah 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 blah, you know, so it's a big thing. So Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, so um so speaking of Joe Douglas, uh Todd McShay from ESPN um is being considered as as for the for the Jets front office job and he's considering leaving ESPN. Um how how should we feel about that? It's gotta be a good thing, right? I mean that's all this guy does is is talk about the draft. You know, he's all year long. This is all Todd McShay does is talk about the draft and that's all he knows. So I love Jesus. it. You know? Yeah. So this, I, I like I like the move. You know, we see him on TV, and he does great on TV with the with the draft and everything, and before the draft and after the draft with the draft grades, and so I'm I'm all for it. I like him. I like it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not against it. Uh, said like you said, the guy's um profession is talent evaluation. You know, on the college level, so. I would see the fact that he's been doing it for X amount of years. I would say the the resources that he has um, is probably something that would be definitely a big asset to, you know, for Joe moving forward with his assets, you know, in terms of um, just who he's dealt with over the years of, you know, um, in the NFL. So I said, I'm, I would be for it, you know. Like I said before, I just find it funny that um, his name would come up before Kuiper since Kuiper has been doing this since the '80s, you know. <laughs> right. Not. Not think it's hilarious, and you know that just means that the football gods is is with us. Um, you know, it's just gonna, it's gonna the Patriots uh, dynasty gonna have to end. You know, um, twenty twenty, it, it can it could be a start to a new dynasty. Um, you know, and who knows? The Jets, if the Jets do it right, it might be, it might be the Jets, but only time will tell. But I think it's a, I think it'd be a great, a great move. Um, a lot of people won't, will, you know, I know a lot of people will be like, why him, why him, you know, but, but if you really look at it, you know, Joe Douglas and, and him bring, could, could bring in talent. We, we haven't had, a good first, second, and third round type of guys, even late round type of guys, since I don't know when, you know, like we had some good first rounders, but we haven't had consistent of first and second rounders. When the last time we had a good second rounder, so yeah. bringing in bringing in McShay right. would be should like, <laughs> yes, it should. He be like, yeah, this is this is the guy right here. This is the guy for us. Cause I know that. Cause I know you know he'll he'll be he'll be on it. You know, for most of at least most of the season. You know, he already had his uh top five for you know early too early of twenty twenty draft, which is ridiculous. <laughs> True. So yeah, so I'm hoping that I'm hoping that does work out. But I think it is going to happen with McShay. Um, moving on, uh, Bilal Powell, he has uh worked out from his uh, neck, you know, since his neck injury um, last year, last season. And he had an impressive workout. And they and they have come to – and they basically agreed to terms. I don't know the contract uh, um, situation. But uh, what does that mean for McGuire 
Good. No, I would. I would say. Um. I would. I would say. Well, right now, I think they have um five guys, so Powell would make six, and I think that guy. I think his name is um was it Henderson? That's um. Oh, Henderson from the Giants. Yeah, there was a Henderson that's definitely would be on the 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 bubble at this point, but um, I would say. If anything, depending on how special teams go, you know, um, Cannon might be the odd man out because um, didn't um, they signed the the wide receiver um, Bellamy, who mm-hmm. has um, you know return experience. Mm-hmm. You know, they might give him the reins because he's also going to be you know part of the wide receiver package. So um, I would say, you know, if anything, Cannon might be the one. That's the odd man out because um, his his skill set um, is probably the one that's least in common with the rest of the guys because um, obviously Bell, um, Montgomery, and Powell are very good um, catching running backs, you know. Mm. So, and I think Cannon's the one that 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 wouldn't. It's not, it can catch, but he's not, you know, that a sure-handed of a guy. So. I would say he would be the one that's um, the odd man out. Uh, the only reason why I would put Cannon over McGuire is because Cannon is a good special teams player. But, um, like you said, they already added Bellamy and they added that kid uh, Henderson, too, from the Giants, who does uh, returns as well. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be it's going to be. T- we also got to see if Powell can make it through uh, the preseason you know, yeah. through camp and everything That's else. True. That's how he's going to be. You know, I mean, he is 30 years old coming off a serious injury. So he's no luck. I mean, I hope he does make it because we all love Powell. But, you know, we got to see how he's going to be um, at the end of camp. So it's going to be a good challenge because, you know, you got Bell and you got Montgomery as your top two running backs. Um, and now you got Powell's going to fight with McGuire as the main number three guy. And if he's healthy, you would think Powell should get it over McGuire. You know, because he's proven already. McGuire, you know, he's got the potential, but we haven't seen it yet, really. So, right. um, and he can't, and he's not a special teams guy. So that to me gives Cannon a little bit of an advantage, not just on returns, but you know, uh, covering punts and kickoffs. So, correct. Um, that's why I kind of give Cannon a little bit of an edge in that way. But then when you look at it, I think we still need that running back, that straight line running back in case we need to get that one tough yard or half yard, you know, so maybe McGuire is a little bit more suited for that because to me, Bell, Montgomery, and, uh, and, and Powell, they're all like the, you know, those guys that, that are great out of the backfield, they can run, um, they can catch the ball as well. Montgomery, Montgomery's going to line up as a wide receiver a lot too. So, yeah, you know, yeah so we, we might see them all, all be on the team. You know, all these guys might be safe. Well, we know because I think um, Montgomery's going to switch over to running back. I mean, uh, wide receiver a lot in this offense. You know. Yeah, that's very true. But um, I think it. I think it all is going to play out in the preseason. You know, with the with the third with the third teams and everything like that. Because because uh, if they use Montgomery, how they use Bell and and the, and the two and the two running back sets, we'll we'll see probably that on third down sometimes and. You know, so and but if Powell plays better than Maguire in the preseason, I think Maguire could be in the back burner. Um, it all depends. Yes, Maguire had that one handed catch at practice and everybody was talking about it. Even my manager even my manager was talking about it and he's a forty nine this man. He was like, Oh, I see your boy did that. I was like, It's only a one handed catch. <laughs> it's nothing it's nothing yeah. special. You know, yeah. we didn't really see nothing from Maguire. So um, so for them to bring Powell in, um, and, and I didn't expect, and I'm very shocked that Powell is is 100. percent Um, I think if I think if Powell plays good in the preseason, I think I can see I can see McGuire being on the back burner, and uh, and I still think the special teams is up for grabs with with Cannon and Bellamy and uh, what's that kid named Valentine? The kid Valentine is if he's still there. Um, yeah. it's a yeah. We still we gotta. Uh, I think that's the way how it should be. Compete for your spot and uh, your starting job. Um, 
I know they had signed the. I think we had signed the left tackle uh, a few minutes ago too from um, undrafted. I forgot his name already, but um, the, basically the left tackle was up for I think up for grabs. Uh, you know, with uh, with Mr. Beecham being thirty years old, I think that's our starter, if I recall. Um, basically, we basically just keep every keep. You know, the guys that this, that that so that we already know starters are starters, but the guys that need to you know play keep just keep on signing guys, keep bringing guys in. You know. Yeah, as I said, the, the, I'm just just looking at the um, as I said our, our our wide receiver list, and uh, there's a, like there's um. Was it Burnett that someone you know that's right under the radar right now? But that's um you know Sam's man from USC. And I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm the rest of the things like I'm trying to see like where exactly would he fit, especially when you know we signed the um someone like Montgomery who can play wide receiver as well. Like that to me it seems like he's definitely you know one of those on the bubble people. Mm. That's very tough. Until, yeah. So um yeah, uh what I was about to say as we move along, uh the question well the question is one of the questions that I do have is uh with Sam Darnold that we know <clears throat> is is we expecting to exceed you know, achieve excellence and you know, in the second season of, of play way, way better, having way better stats than his rookie season. Um who who in y'all opinion, which player uh, could 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 uh basically have a better season than last season? Okay, Kyle. Um, I would say um probably from the the I'm gonna start with the defensive side, and I'm gonna say I'm probably gonna go with um with Leonard Williams, and I said I think that. You know, with the the addition of of Quentin and Mosley, you know, those are two people that um, defenses are going to have to worry about. So it should give a little, little, little more leeway for Williams, you know, Leonard Williams to um, not get double teamed as much. You know, as, as also with um, you know, Henry Anderson having a a breakout, Harry, yeah, Henry Anderson um having a breakout year last year as well. So I think Leonard. Um, probably definitely be one of those guys that'll um step it up this year. And so, so who who you think are going to be in offense, Kyle? Uh, on offense, um, mm. I'm gonna go with Robbie. Like I said I I think um, with this being you know uh pretty much a, a show and prove year for him, I think uh. That he's 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 going to step it up, you know, with a with a better um, offensive coordinator now behind the scenes, and you know, with Gase being an offensive-minded um, head coach, I think Robbie Anderson's going to um, be the guy on on offense to um, probably show improve this year. It's on you, Chris. Oh. You? Uh, I think on defense, uh, you know what? Um, I was going to go with one of I'll give one one of one of these guys, Marcus May, if he could stay healthy. Obviously, he's going to be much better than what we've seen. Um, he's one guy. I think Avery Williamson, he was great in the middle. But I think playing alongside T.J. Mosley, I think he's going to get even better than what he was. Mm. They're, they're, going to, they're going to find a spot for him because he's really good. And I think they'll find a spot for him, the right spot for him where, where he's going to play. Um, and I think on offense, I totally agree with you, Kyle. Robbie Anderson definitely, because I think uh, Connor Rogers mentioned that too, that uh, the Jets are expecting big things from uh, Robbie this year. Um, right. He's ready to take that next step. Um, but I think Herndon too. I think you know what, he kind of started off a little bit slow this year, but then he started to break out later in the season, especially when um, when Sam came back from the injury. So I, I think he's going to have a big year too in his second year. We're going to see a big improvement from him too. Um, yeah, um, on defense, I'm gonna have to say, uh, I'm gonna have to say Henry Anderson. Um, the guy, Henry Anderson, if man, when when London Williams was getting double teamed, you had guys like Jordan Jenkins, and you also had uh, Henry Anderson. Henry Anderson didn't, I, I think, no, none of us didn't expect him to, you know, 
achieve above expectations. Um, you know, he has seven, I think seven sacks if I recall. And I think he could do a little bit more. You know, Williams like to do his I think he's gonna change do his three fours. He's gonna do a he's gonna do a whole lot of stuff. And I, I think uh, Henry Anderson is going to be is going to be one of those guys to, to look out for. Um, Leonard Williams won't get double teamed a lot, so I'm I'm hoping Leonard Williams be able to do something when, on the one on ones. You can't you can't hold those two and and Quentin Williams, you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping Henry still does what he has to do and and get get in there. Um, but on offense, I I would go with. Uh, I will go with Anderson because Anderson is our number one option right now, and they got big expectations for for Robbie. So, uh, but at the same time, I would say with you, Chris, uh, Mr. Herden, and the reason why is because of Ju- is because of Julius Thomas. If y'all ever remember when Peyton Manning had those years with uh, Adam Gase under his system, oh, yeah. guess 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 who? Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas had twelve touchdowns. On 2013 and 2014 season, red zone threat. There you so, go. <laughs> so I, I, I'm looking for Herden to be that red zone could be a red zone threat, but also use him around as well. So I'm, 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 I'm basically, basically big on Herden right now. I'm big, I'm big on him to be, to be one of our main factors. Uh, at this point, he had big years, Thomas, yeah. with uh, Denver. I think he had over a thousand yards too this season. Yeah, yeah and, so. and and it's just crazy that you get twelve touchdowns each season and those two seasons under Gaze's system when mm-hmm. Peyton had those big years and and you know and after that when he went to Miami we never heard of Julius Thomas ever <laughs> ever again. <laughs> right. So, so so that just showed you what Gaze you know what Gaze could do with these guys and you know and I just think that um I just felt and I feel like hopefully Gaze will get hurt and to be that 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 guy and even better than what Julius Thomas was when Thomas was under uh, Gaze's system. So, so, so last, so last, so last question before we uh, get out of here. Um, is, is there, is there any play, any Jet player that, that all, all the Jet players that has been released to anything, is there any, any of the guys that, that, that we miss right, that we missing right now? Okay, Kyle. Um, as I said, I, my my main one I said was um was curse. I said I think that um I said he was a product of, of a bad offensive coordinator and I I liked him in terms of it seemed like he had a good chemistry with the guys. Um and but like I said I wish him well his new team. Um outside of him, definitely Roberts. Like I didn't understand like how um you have a guy come on and pretty much um, he was the special teams for us last year for the, two, for the you know, for the most of, most of the year, and to to lose him to Buffalo, and it only cost them. I think he got he signed for like two million. Like I was just like really confused about that that whole ordeal, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I agree. Roberts definitely that that one kind of bothered me too, but hey. You know what? Maybe they think that was a career year, and he'll never match that. Uh, I don't know, but it would have been nice to have him back. Um, the other guy who I, I, you know, I'll go along with what you're saying, um, but he hasn't been signed yet. Is Claiborne, uh, the cornerback? You know, uh, right yeah. now our cornerback position is very thin, so at the very least, he would have added depth. Uh, not that he's great or anything, and he's been great with us. He's been, you know. He hasn't had the best times with us, but I think just to add a veteran uh, to our team in that position uh, would be very helpful. Um, I think he's rehabbing now from an injury, so I think that's why nobody's picked him up yet. So I think um, that's a guy – I still think there's probably a possibility he gets brought in, um, especially now with – you know, Douglas is going to – he's going to see that cornerback position and say, all right, you know, we got to bring in some guys here. So uh, I could definitely see him bringing Claiborne in. Right. Um, yeah, I think, I think it would be Clay. I think it would be Claiborne because just because of what Chris said, uh, the cornerbacks are very thin. 
Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if what what if what if let's say this, what if Joe Douglas gets gets a trade for like a, a Darius Slay? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> then 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 I think we'll forget about Claybor for a little bit. Oh yeah. But um mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. But right. But um other than that, I don't think I, I missed anybody. It's definitely not bust the screen. Lord Jesus, no, please no, help. No, 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 we ain't missing him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Robert's um I could understand because like, you know, Roberts and, and Mr. Myers was like a one year basis. Um and you know, and within with the special teams coach was the only was like one of the only survived like I think it was only two or three people that survived. But um the special teams coach you know, I think, I think, I think we'll be all right. Um, I do. We always laugh about it, but you know, I just remember when, you know, when the Giants ran uh, that preseason game when they ran all the way to the other side and the Jets was running on the other side of the field. I I just didn't understand it, and we thought we had one of the worst special teams. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, special teams, basically, one of the special teams in the in the history of the NFL, but. You know, but we ended up being number one, which was weird, but it was it was good. But um, you know, special teams is always a year by year basis. You know, it's not a you know offensive defense. Yes, uh, it could be the same, but the special teams always go by year by year. Um, and they probably just don't have faith that Roberts won't won't do it again. So you know, we yeah. at least we get to see Roberts the first game, so we'll know what he what he got. <laughs> Right. <laughs> At least we know what he got, and um, I feel like. But other than that, it's just it's just Claiborne for me. You know, like I said, I'll be shocked if Joe Douglas just go out and go go get like a Darius Slay or somebody for for chump chains. And I'm like, oh yeah, we really we really want to win now. <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting to see what what former Eagles he brings in. Um, Correct. Maybe, maybe they got yeah. cut from uh, from that team. And they they they. I read an article that said, "Don't be surprised if somebody like Jeffrey, or the wide receiver Jeffrey, would want to come." Uh, yeah, eventually. I don't know if the Eagles will want to get rid of him yet, but maybe after this year, you never Jeez. know. You know, I I could definitely see it. You know, but yeah, yeah. You never know, man. <laughs> right. Um. Um, so yeah, uh, follow us on uh, follow us on Twitter, Jeff Fans Podcast, and follow us on Instagram, NY Jets Fans Podcast. Um, as always, guys, great, 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 great podcast. And um, great job, until 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 next week. Take until next week. Take flight. Take flight. Jet up. Jet up. Boys. Jet up.